Hello, hello, and welcome everyone to Neon Jellyfish Arcade, episode one. I am your host, Philip, here with my co-host, Sean. How are you doing this week, Sean? You okay? I'm all good, all good. Good stuff. And to this week's episode, we're just going to be talking about what we're playing, just a few, just talk about the games that we're playing this week, and just go through a few things as well we've got here, as well as talking video games and mental health. Do video games deteriorate your mental health? Some people say they do, some people they say they, say they don't. It's a topic that I thought we just wanted to discuss to bring into the main area arena that I thought we would talk about. But anyway, let's get on with the show. First off, what have you been playing this week, Sean? Well, to be honest, this week I've not played an actual awful lot. Uh, which oh, well, yeah. <laughs> which maybe isn't the best thing, but I guess the last thing I was properly getting involved in was a bit of, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, a bit of Super Mario uh, Brothers 35, which, for those that don't know, is the... Um, if you have a Nintendo Online Switch account, then you can get this game as part of that subscription. It's a free download. Um, obviously, part of the controversy about this uh, game is that it's only available through to the end of March next year. Uh, it works a bit like Tetris 99, although I'm pretty terrible at Tetris 99. But essentially, you sort of play the game going through it and... Uh, in Mario 34 other players are going through it at the same time and when you kill an enemy you can send it to other players so there's like a generic setup so you can send it to those that have the most coins the ones that have the least time uh, people that are attacking you and I can't quite remember what the fourth one is or you can try and single out individual people um, and you get time because there's a time limit as well based on those that you kill so uh, enemies that you kill rather so if you kill a goomba by jumping on it you get two seconds but if you get a combo so if you go one two three you'll get two seconds three seconds four seconds um for being able to string together a combo whereas if you like jump on one land jump on another one and land you'll only get two seconds per sort of goomba type of thing so you want to manage your time as well as sending enemies to the uh, other opponents. But it's quite good fun. And uh, before you know it, you'll probably be spending hours on it. Well, it's one of those things. It's free, isn't it? It's the key. Yeah, well, if you have the Nintendo Online subscription, which is only in the UK anyway, it's only um, seventeen ninety nine a month. And I believe in but the you US play it's it. 20 you couldn't play without the online subscription. Well, no, I mean, because it's an online... Online game, function, that's what I was doing. So you would need that. Although I'm not, I'll be honest, because I've had the online subscription since it launched, I'm not 100% sure if you need it for everything. So, for example, something like Fortnite, which is obviously on mobile and stuff like that, where you don't actually need, um, you know, there's no barrier for something like Fortnite on a lot of systems, um, but I don't have the Switch. I'll be honest, I'm not entirely sure if, if you don't have a Nintendo Online account, if something like Fortnite would still work. Those kind of get or Warframe and, you know, those kind of free-to-play games. I'm not entirely sure how those work on the Switch. 
Okay. Well, fair enough. Well, Not to go off in too much of a tangent. Oh, that was a quite comprehensive way you've been playing. I'll be playing much, but let me tell you about Mario. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. As I said, I've just been going around. This This has been a quiet season. I think everyone's ready for the Xbox launch. I say November, we've got so many games. I don't know what to be playing. I'll be playing them all. Um, so it's just been my call of duty. Just been dabbling in season six, been playing a bit of that. And they've been playing a bit of Viva Pinata as well, a bit of a retro throwback. But I've just, just been going back to playing some old games recently. There's just nothing out there at the moment. It seems like everyone's holding fire until November. Um, and hopefully this the Black Ops beta, Cold War beta, will be coming out. So I'll jump in that. I feel I'll just be playing a lot of Call of Duty from here on out until Cyberpunk. Um, well, you have Pikmin at the end of uh, October. Oh, okay. Well, and the uh, demo launched uh, today, I believe. Um, today slash yesterday, when they announced that they did a Nintendo Treehouse and announced the demo dropped onto the eShop. And I believe what you do in the demo, I haven't played this yet, um, but some of that data might then just get fed into the main game. So if there is a bit of an intro. You won't have to like repeat that same bit when you get the full game, but I could be mistaken on that because um, I had the um, the stream and then the stream on in the background when um, when I was watching it. But I, I know I believe there's some compatibility to what you do in a demo might then feed into the the main game when it's released if you decide to pick up the main game. Fair enough. I'm sure you'll give us a detailed review of it when it comes out. Well. I'll, I'll do my best. I'm sure you will. <laughs> Moving on, just a couple of news stories that caught my eyes. Wanted to get your opinion on it. Um, first thing, one of the first things that came out um, was, uh, according to IGN, is that Sony expects PS5 to sell more than PS4 did in its first fiscal year. So that was around to April 2021. Uh, they said, that for reference here, PS4 sold 7 million units before April 2014. Um, and Sony reckon they'll sell 14 million PS5s before April 2021. Do you think they can do it? So, so when's it come out? I think it comes out something like the 12th and 19th, isn't it? Yeah, um, 12th I'm... for like the US and stuff, and then it's like a week later. Yeah, we're a little different here yeah. in, in Europe. Yeah, um, I don't think those two weeks are going to make a huge No, no, difference. no. I was just sort of thinking, like, in terms of, for example, like the Switch, obviously, their yearly target, which has obviously done really well, like, they would struggle to maybe hit the, the 20 million. So, like, I think they've been just under most years sort of like 17 18 or something like that million in a sort of calendar year from like march to the end of february type of, i know that's not the financial year but like from when the switch launched on the further march like their projections they never quite hit the 20 million in one year so i was just thinking in terms and obviously that's had incredible success and obviously set some records at least in america for being like the fastest selling uh console of like all time for certain months and certain time periods so that's why i was just curious if you know playstation feel they're going to hit like three quarters of that sort of 20 million sort of target within well, a, a within a sort of 
put it this four way. or five month window, then that sort of would lead. To, I don't know. I I think I think it will do well. Um, the, I think their biggest problem is going to be keeping the stock. I mean, it depends how quick it drops off. Obviously, you're going to have that big push over Christmas, so I think it will probably do that sort of ten to twelve million in that window so i think it's definitely possible uh, because i guess as you move into the the spring and the summer months then obviously i guess that's in theory where it would not like die but it would sort of quieter off and obviously you've got all the rumors around switch revision coming next year as well so for people that like like the enthusiasts that would well um... let me let me jump in put it this way it's a one thing that i'll just think about this is that if you could, if you cast your mind back to 2013, obviously the, the circumstances I think are completely different now. One, you got Nintendo was on live support with the Wii U, so there was not much competition there. Microsoft, for lack of a better word, was shooting themselves in the own foot, well, shot themselves in the foot with the way and messaging around the Xbox One. I feel like Sony had a, and obviously the economy was you know, wasn't in the downturn that is about to go well, that is in and seems to be continuing the trend. To be to be uh, that expectation I think is ridiculous to say the least. A fourteen million won't happen whatsoever. if they sell seven million, I'll be I'll be, I'll put my hands up and say they've done extremely well. I just think it's rubbish. They're never gonna sell that now. I don't think it's rubbish, but I think I think it will be a push. I think they could quite Do easily. Do you even think it would sell out, sell the PS4 between there before April 2014? It, it, I, well, I think it's got the potential to. It has obviously, it's riding high off of the back of the PS4. Obviously, one of the, you know, there's only a handful of consoles really that sort of break that 100 million barrier. Obviously, I mean, Sony are the most consistent at selling consoles to the degree and I know the landscape's sort of changing a bit with cloud gaming but I wouldn't say we're there yet um, in a big way I mean obviously Microsoft's making strides and Amazon have made announcements and stuff and Stadia's doing god knows what but Stadia's um, doing nothing I think a few 10 people are holding on hoping that service is going to get off the ground but um yeah, I just, I, I, I've, going back to the original thing, I, I think it's ambitious, but I don't think it's like totally, totally out there because Nintendo themselves, I mean, obviously Microsoft don't really talk about numbers. So you've only really got Sony and Microsoft, uh, sorry, Sony and Nintendo to go off. I mean, and Nintendo have upped their projection of consoles that they're choosing to sell as well. And you've got to remember that's, the best part of a three hundred pound or three hundred dollar sort of machine, there. So that's it's not necessarily. I mean, obviously it's going to be cheaper than the others, but you could argue it's not cheaper than a Series S. Um, so uh, obviously Nintendo is sort of ramping up production to because they're expecting this to be like one of their strongest years ever, regardless of the situation with COVID and that. So. I'd, it's it's a tough one. Obviously, they're all sort of getting themselves geared up and and stuff like that for for this. So I don't know. Maybe they are. Is I mean, 
you would think the fact that two companies at least are sort of prepping themselves for big holiday numbers is um, a sign that, I mean, obviously they pay these people decent money to sort of forecast. I mean, no one actually knows to sort of forecast these sort of sales and stuff like that. So you would like to think that both Sony and Nintendo both haven't gotten it wrong. Mm. Okay, well, it's interesting. Well, time will only tell. Another kind of thing that caught my eye as we've been discussing graphics and the whole leap towards 4K, even though 4K won't be, it's going to be a target rather than a standard on these next consoles because they want, some of them just will not be able to do 4K, especially at the higher frame rates of 160, 120 frames per second. Um, it, there'll be a trade-off, I'm sure. I'm sure it will be a target they'll try and hit. I'm sure the games will get better as they go along. But the Xbox boss, Phil Spencer, is unsure that he's looking ahead towards 8K. We're not even talking about 4K here. We're talking about 8K. If there will be an 8K standard, have we reached his uh, speech or his tweet that he put out? Um, he was talking that 8K is might be too much and that 4K TV adoption is going to be less than what it was for HD. And 8K is just so far miles away. Do you think he's preparing expectations or do you think he's moving the conversation? Well, no, I mean, 4K? you and me, you and me have had this discussion before, but because I don't, I'm like, I think, and I've said before, I feel the biggest leap, as it were, was, or the biggest noticeable leap to the majority of the public would have been that from standard definition to high definition. It's almost like going from, I sort of feel like when you was going from the sort of, I don't want to lump them together, but like the N64 GameCube era or PS1 and PS2 era, when you move to like the, that sort of 360 and PS3 era and stuff like that, um, sort of like, when you then continued to move on, it wasn't, you know, it's more of the refinements and stuff's getting better. It's, it's, the leap isn't as noticeable in those sort of early stages. It's sort of, I guess the closest equivalent I can sort of come up with is that when you get with phones these days is, uh, without sounding too old, um, is that you have, you know, it's not always a massive upgrade. It's sort of like refinements because where you might have jumped, you know, like when you first got the Retina display on like the, is either the iPhone 4 or the 4S, I think they might have introduced that. But obviously that was like quite a stark contrast and stuff like that. Whereas even now it's like, well, we introduced like the sort of the better, the OLED displays. Yeah. And so you get the deeper blacks and stuff like that. But I would argue if you ask someone like on the street who actually pays it to, you know, who's going to really notice the sort of deeper blacks or the slight sharpness or stuff like that. It's a nice to have, don't get me wrong, but yeah, I would agree with him. Like, is it, I don't know, like the early adopters, nothing against them or anything like that, but is that, too much of a niche audience to keep trying to pleasing. Obviously, the technology is always going to be going forward. So I have no doubt at some point, like AK will then be the standard. It, it may be on the refresh or something like that, like in three or four years' time, if that's the sort of 
who knows if that's the model they decide to adopt as in the past you get that refresh like mid-generation or something like that whether 4k becomes the standard and then you're trying to hit 8k in certain circumstances um but again it's like a, a nice to have and I guess a selling point for some people it's like look we can do this but I'd argue for the, the core base that sort of play these games that like really like their Call of Duty and their FIFA and I don't know if you like go Fortnite and whatever like does that really you know is that someone going to be like oh I can't play Call of Duty anymore because this is just not an 8k and it's just not it's not doing it for me unless it's in 8k i'd argue that's not the deal breaker as i said it's a sort of nice to have and people will get there in their own time and it's not as i said the payoff isn't as great like in standard definition as we've talked before like sometimes the text on screen would be unreadable and blurry on standard you went to hd it suddenly got so crisp and easy to read Whereas if you go to HD to 4K, it's like, well, it's just that little bit more. It's, well, depending on who you speak to, whether it's a little bit clearer or way clearer, it's still mm. it's still legible in both formats. It wasn't like, you know, where stuff was blurry and stuff like, you know. So, I, yeah, so I feel it's, yeah, I feel it's got a point, like, what, to some degree you need to bat and obviously all these things cost money so there's no point in constantly chasing 8k and then do you want to do like 16k or, or whatever because i'm guessing it just doubles every time so it's like well you know um, you need to just let the technology gradually evolve and like i said the main people won't be that bothered without going around in circles too much yeah anymore. i was gonna say <laughs> i was going there <laughs> But, but, and then the final news story, I just really want it for fun because I know you really discussed it. Um, so Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, uh, Banjo-Kazooie, Belith, Belith, how do you say that? Belith? Belith. Terry Bogard, um, Amiibos announced, <laughs> and alongside with Joker and Hero, um, to complete the Amiibo set for Fighters Pass Volume 1. Um, but the killer, because... I would have bought out Banjo-Kazooie. I think a lot of people would have bought out Banjo-Kazooie as soon as it went on sale. But it's not coming out until 2021. October 2021. Is that, am I right in saying that? Well, I, d- I don't know if there's an exact date, but yeah, they've just sort of said the fall. Okay. So yeah, you would argue sort of September, October. September, yeah. So, next year. It's always put september as the last month of summer for me but yeah it could be september but i i i mean i'm looking at the amiibo right now and i must admit it's it's a it's a day one purchase i don't even have the switch but i would get that it's good but and it's nice that it's they get obviously they're already in the game it's just a shame that we've got to wait so long for the amiibos but it's got me back into my amiibo addiction that was you know, I was. Uh, we're going to talk about mental health in a second, but that was pretty crazy. The, what I was going through in the amoeba addiction. I remember driving out to uh, Far Smith's toy stores from places I hadn't even heard of to get my hands on amiibo because they were there, and I managed to collect them all. But I remember spending buying them from overseas. I remember spending thirty pounds on amiibos. Thirty pounds. Thank. Oh, yeah, I kind of feel I picked up where you left off. I mean, I haven't really gone crazy on any collection, but uh, I do have quite a few Zelda ones. And 
yeah, I just I need to calm down. They're um, addictive. They're you start. I always started with one. I can't remember. I bought a Mario and a Pikachu in the olden days when the Smash Brothers. This is when the Smash Brothers came out on the Wii U, of course, in twenty fourteen. Yeah, November or December. I wanted Kirby because that's my main in Smash Brothers. Couldn't get Kirby. Bought those two, thinking you know what? I use Mario is always my backup, and Pikachu's Pikachu. And then it just spiraled, and I thought, oh, I'll get four more. I've got bought some more at Christmas. By, by February, I was a full-blown addict. Like, I was doing the Amiibo tour, Amiibo hunting. I was watching YouTube videos. The craze got too much. I think I walked away in the summer after buying six. They released six in the summer. And I remember going to game at eight or nine in the morning. I was late for a business meeting because I was going to buy Amiibos. And I think then... I looked at myself, I was like, oh, what am I doing? And I had to walk away because <laughs> it was getting a, one of the most expensive habits. But I just, they are good, though. I, I do like Amiibos. I think having a collection like that, I think it's great. But my God, I mean, if I carried on, my collection would be, I'll be spending £500 into this. But I take it you'll be getting the Banjo-Kazooie one. Everyone's going to get the Banjo-Kazooie one. Yeah, I'll probably get Banjo-Kazooie and I might get Violet. Because um, I did quite like, um, I mean, I've never ever played Fire Emblem before, but I did play Three Houses. I just decided to take a chance on it, and I, I yeah, I was a bit, I couldn't believe how in, into that game I got. Um, I just really, really enjoyed that game so much. So I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of people might say Violet is a bit of a blank, generic-looking Fire Emblem emblem character and it might have been quite cool if they'd have um i mean i, I know they sort of did this with the alternate costumes for Byleth, but if you would have had some sort of for that character some sort of mix up between the three house leaders of dimitri claude and the edelgard um to sort of mix them and i know and again like i said i know you can sort of switch out the costumes so they're dressed in like the red blue and yellow to represent each house and it's like the hairstyle cut and that is to reflect obviously those three house leaders as well but yeah so again uh, it seems like there will be and i don't know if this is part of the delay because they labeled uh Byleth as p1 um but i noticed a uh, cloud the cloud amiibo there's a p1 and p2 version mm. um so i'm guessing because obviously in uh free houses for fire emblem you can obviously play as the male professor or the female professor so i'm guessing there's going to be the amiibo for the female professor as well which will be the p2 version the fact that they've labeled uh, when sakurai introduced the amiibo they labeled it as uh, byleth p1 leads me to suggest that there be the P2 female version of the um, the Amiibo then will get released, if not alongside on the same day, very, like very shortly after as well, just because you do have those two variants. Because uh, otherwise, I just imagine it would just be called Pilot. Like you wouldn't need to make that distinction. That, that would be my guess. Okay, fair enough. Well, there we are. Coming out next year, those Amiibos, as I said, I'll be very much interested in when we can pre-order the Banjo one, but at least I know I've got a... There seems to be more well-stocked from what I hear these days. No more stand out in the cold, going to Smith's toy stores, trying to bribe and, you know, 
get you to find out where they're coming in, if you can get one aside. Long gone are those days, which is a good thing. But anyway, moving on. So coming on to the meat, if you that was the hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres or is it would it be the appetizer? One of the two, whatever you prefer. Um, coming on to the thing, we're talking about mental uh, mental health and video games. Now, I'm going to preface this, give out a statement before people start throwing pitchforks, because I always think it's a touchy subject when I bring up mental health and video games, and I bring it up in this phrase. Um, but mental health, addiction to video games, some would say, and this is a report that's done by the University of Lulu in Finland, uh, found that addiction to video games can contribute to depression and anxiety, low self-esteem, and affecting them both psychologically as well as physically. Excessive game playing can cause physical ailments, including cardiovascular stress, wrist pain, issues with sleep and nervous system, and reduced physical activity. Um, and that, is, that, that study was done with University of Ulu in Finland, as well as Nottingham Trent in the UK. Thoughts? Because there is also another, I like to give a balanced um, article, I know where I stand on this, there's also research that says that games can also help people's well-being as it can contribute to problem solving, social skills, as well as bringing people into a more um, coordinated view of the world. I'm not sure what that means, but I imagine coordinating socially when playing video games with each other can actually bring some happiness. What are your thoughts on those two? Where do you line up? And you can't say in the middle. <laughs> It's going to sit right. I'm things. sure you were. Um, you can't stay in the middle. I would say I would probably sit on the more positive side of that, as in I feel like video games can be a sort of release. At the end of the day, I guess it's only everything in moderation. So you need to. Um, we can yeah so obviously like you talk about like having cardiovascular stuff or, or whatever but obviously no one's suggesting you sit and play a game for like sort of 15 hours straight or something like that and don't bother to get up to go to the toilet or get some lunch or something um it's all sort of in moderation and i get where people but more obviously you seem to more on the mental health side of things rather than the physical it's about the mental health because the World Health Organization, um, amongst them being extremely busy this year, have announced that it's a gaming addiction is a mental health condition. Would you go along with that mental health being in? And remember, well, most people, gamers that I speak to about this, dismiss this, saying that gaming and mental health, it's fine, it's fine, or it's fine in moderation. But I always think that's trying to tell an alcoholic that, you know, having a couple of beers is a slippery slope can lead to alcoholism or have, speaking to a heavy drinker and I'm saying, no, it's fine in moderation, but then I feel like you're... Well, it's hard to say because I'd say I don't... Until you know it or it's portrayed in the stuff you watch, like the media you consume. I mean, obviously you see drama and as in TV dramas and films where you see people that have drug addiction or gambling addiction and stuff like that very well I'd, I'd say rarely i'd say i've never ever seen it put a video game addiction portrayed in in sort of media or anything that's an like interesting that. so point it's, it's never quite hard to sort of imagine it and because obviously i don't know anyone who's kind of got that i mean don't get me wrong i've had periods my myself where i was <laughs> say i could I think have... of a few people 
Yeah, but it's. I'd say for it to be an addiction, it needs to be sustained. Like I'm, I'm not going to deny. Like in my younger days, like when I remember like playing Oblivion, I'd sort of get up and sometimes I'd just play it all day, and more or less <laughs> go to bed when I was done. I'd like get up at sort of nine in the morning or something, play it, and go to bed at like ten or eleven at night. Um, but you don't think. But you that do. was few. Well, that was a rarity. If I was doing that seven days a week, then yeah, I've maybe got a problem. If I did that for like maybe just two days and then I didn't play it for like the next three, then I would sort of say, because an addiction, I would argue is something you can't mm-hmm. control. If I had other things to do, which I'm obviously, this is, I, I kind of just remember that because I remember not doing anything else those days. My... But if I had other things to do and I was, I guess that's when you Let decided there was an addiction in. there. And... No, one second, one second, I need to finish my point. When an addiction is an addiction is when I guess you've lost control of it. So, for example, if I then make an excuse not to go to work or not to meet up with friends or not to do this because I need to continue playing Fortnite or Call of Duty or whatever it might be, that's that's when it's an addiction. Just playing it because there might be an excuse. You play these things to some degree because... I don't want to make this is a, a bit of a generalization, but it's not meant to be sort of a negative. But sometimes you might not have necessarily anything else to do. It might be horrible outside or, or whatever, and you might just enjoy sort of doing what you do and touching back into that mental health. This depends on the type of game as well. Because some people, if it's like a nice relaxing game, say like Animal Crossing or Stardew Valley, some people might say that we're building your village or planting crops or, or or speaking to the villagers and whatever might give them the same satisfaction as what other people might say doing a crossword or doing a jigsaw puzzle over the course of a day is it's just a different form of entertainment it doesn't mean like True. i'm addicted to True. one it's like you don't see people running out being addicted to jigsaws and hiding the pieces down there so my fun. my thing is, I think you you portrayed, and I think a lot of people do this, portrayed a very severe form of addiction when people are not going to work, and I'm sure that exists. I know that exists where people don't go to work because they want to play video games. My slant would be is that most people sit near to the middle. Most people aren't on the extremes. Most people sit in the middle. And what my, again, I'll play devil's advocate here. What my thing would be is that creeps up on you it's subtle just because you don't turn away other things does it lead to anxiety does it lead to you know reduced um slow self-esteem does it reduce the lead to depression because gaming can be a very solitary activity i know we got live and i know i mostly game online with people i know experienced by friends but does it lead to low self-esteem where other things such as outdoor physical sports. I know life, people can say, and I always get this when people say about drinking and things like, well, it's all fine if you do it in moderation and balance. However, those people that have that kind of balance, I think are very rare. I don't think if you looked at yourself. Well, you can't, well, the drinking thing, you can't, if you're an alcoholic, but, you can't have a But balance. what if you, you just have to, a, you need to what if, stop what if you have a, a gateway back. True, but what if you have a, because going I'm going a little bit off topic but going with the alcohol thing what if somebody drinks two pints a day for five days a week it's a very subtle thing they won't get drunk 
Well, then you're on to that. That's yeah, I mean, the level. You could, whether you go down the binge, well, they never or whether... the um, sort of binge gamer route or something like that. But, whether there's a sort of subtleness. Do, do you see my point of view? As in that wouldn't you would never class that person as a binge drinker. You'd never class that person as a drinking problem. Well, I don't know. I think you would. If someone has to have a drink every single, well, I don't. Know. I know I we drink, we know people so. that like. I know people that like it. Do drink for every what, five drink? days a week. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I mean, it's hard. And to when you try to I don't drink, it. and I don't get the buzz. Well, we're not talking about drinking, but I'm all. just trying to level that kind of comparison towards video games. I don't need somebody to be playing a video game every day because i think if you're there you've already lost like you're lost into the game that is an addiction a full-blown addiction my thing is people on the for most people will not sit there most people actually sit in the middle where they can't where they will game every night oh, it can be habit though it can be habit building because i'd say because i guess like i said it's that and I know you called it an extreme, but I guess I sort of sit on like that addiction side. And I know this isn't necessarily to do with the mental health stuff, but um, more to do with, I guess, addiction and the sort of um, implications of that. But I would sort of say, like, if you get to the point where, say, if you was in, say, on the drinking thing, if you was in, or maybe even gaming. Oh, well, let's stick on gaming as a couple of hours. If you gamed for two hours, say if you always did FIFA every night or something like that, you did like a couple of hours before you went to bed or something like that. But then one night you're invited out to, I don't know, go to a party or, or mix with friends. Like I said, the point for me with that addiction becomes a problem is if you was at that party and all you could really think about was like, oh man, I'm really missing my two hours of FIFA roundabout now type of thing. That would be done. The problem. Would be, but what because, if it's... Because like I said, there's not a problem if it's just habit and you don't necessarily... If you don't have anything else to do, it's like when people put on the TV at the end of the day. It's like, I don't know if I'd necessarily say, do you, do you have a TV addiction? I think people can it's do. Like, I think people can do. People can do, but it's like just because something's habit, it's like brushing your teeth. You wouldn't call that an addiction <laughs> to brushing your teeth because you have to do that every day. No, like, but one to two minute exercise that doesn't require a lot of mental and emotional uh, investment. And the other one is gaming is a very much an emotional and intellectual investment. But what about those that like exercise? Yeah, I think hundred percent people can get addicted to exercise. You get, people can yeah, get hundred percent, but it, but you need to maintain a certain amount. Some people would say to sort of as part of a balanced, healthy but lifestyle. That, it's like when do you, I guess the point I'm making is when do you cross that line between what's habit and okay between um you get to before rather before you get to the stage where it's like well now it's it's no longer just part of my daily routine. It's it's a lot more than that. And I would be suggesting if someone just does a couple of hours of gaming a day, that's not a problem. I think it only that's be- not an issue until it becomes someone's like missing it and missing it a lot. Sort of like, well, actually, to use that party um, scenario I said earlier, if someone's like, well, next time I'm going to make up an excuse not to come mm. out to this party because I actually really would rather be at home playing FIFA I mean, instead. 
But don't get me wrong, it might be a case that they really don't like that environment. I mean, right. I, I must admit, I would, I'm not one for social stuff myself, so I guess I might personally be. But other people might say they might be ra- rather stay at home with a good book yeah, than right. play a video game. But does that mean they're addicted to books can, or something can, like can, that? It can they be choose. a solitary. Again, my, I can tell you a story I know of somebody who played a lot of Fortnite. And they were chastised <laughs> once because they were coming down to a dinner table and I was at a dinner table with their girlfriend and their girlfriend's mother told them to put away. Again, I would never call that person addicted, but I think sometimes self-awareness, again, I don't, I don't like to go to extremes. I think extremes is a dangerous game, but I think subtly people need... I always think. I mean, I don't disagree with what you're saying. Well, that was a different situation. <laughs> I'm not saying I know anyone. It's halfway through a game. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. It's an excuse. I'm in the middle of a game. Anyone who could just turn it off, it could turn. I could turn a game off halfway through. That wouldn't bother me. And I think there's a lot of people that just couldn't do that. And I know that people will be saying no, but yeah, but I got to finish it. It's no big deal. But my only thing, and what I think we've got to be careful of is that that you're already on the path if you see my meaning if you if you cannot well, if you really think i'm, I'm not talking about anyone weeks without... <laughs> well no I'm but talking about scenario was myself in... so i don't mind people but, that was me, but i'm but... talking about in general but my my <laughs> thing is i always say the, the acid test for anything if you think you're you know you have an addiction would be to stop it tomorrow for a month and I know, and I've done this, I've told people about this with other things in their life about addiction. Could you stop it tomorrow for a month? And a lot of people, if you cannot do it, I know people say, oh, but that's ridiculous. I'm never going to do that. But then to me, that's your defense. You're already putting up a defense in your way. Yeah, I don't know. A month is a long 28 time. days? Um, oh, okay. 28 days. Four weeks. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you 28 days. It is a long time, but in the grand scheme of things, Feel, feel it with something. But you have temptation around you and you mm-hmm. might be you like... Feel it with something. But that's my acid test. I always think... Well, no, because you could say like, oh, we'll cut out the, cut out the yeah, fizzy I drinks think... or cut out yeah, the candy or something like that. Acid test. I always think it's a great acid test for anything in life if you're addicted. And But I would say just if you indulge in indulge. like... In uh, like a t- or something <laughs> like once a week, it doesn't mean like you're addicted because you would refuse uh, to go a month. Uh, I, I don't know if I would sort of then be like addicted. addicted. Okay, well, that's but that's what the because a lot of people can't do a month without alcohol. Um, you know, when they have these like dry Januaries or sober October or whatever those kinds of things, are. like a lot of people. <laughs> well, just because there's adverts on, but there's advert on TV about the October one. But um, obviously, I do, I do a sober year, but uh, um, the but just because people fail that, I mean. If you base I'm not saying you your, fail your theory on that, that like you literally label probably about ninety percent of the planet as alcoholic. Because how many people are able to probably go? And it's not necessarily that. Obviously, people aren't trying to so always go. And let me. A lot of people that don't take. Let me rephrase but... my position. I don't think gaming for the majority of people is a problem. However, just my I do agree that it can lead 
if you play it from a young age, it can lead to certain things. Or be, I think it definitely can lead to depression. And as not many people will know, but depression sneaks up on people. It's not something you wake up and you feel depressed. See, hold I on, disagree. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Before you jump in. Um, it can jump up to you. And I think it can lower people's um, uh, a bit, uh, ambitions um, because it robs you. It gives you instant gratification from something. And I do think there is a problem that can come from video gaming. I don't think... Again, I think the gaming community does not make people aware of this. We're all willing to make people aware of gambling with loot boxes. Um, well, well, I, well um, it's because I think it's because we want them out of video games. But so there's a lot of negative. Well, I know I do. I know you <laughs> differ on this point. Well, I, but... want, I do want loot boxes out of video games, but... No, well, yeah, hold on, hold on. Let's keep on topic. But... I, but... But we make we make a lot of problems about gambling. You know, it's gambling. It should be aimed. But however, when it comes to mental health, when we talk about addiction and depression, there doesn't seem to be a lot of conversation around that. And we've just had the conversation now. But you, I mean, I will obviously my position is I try to keep in the kind of keep a level head and objective about this thing. But you went quite. I would call you a gamer, but you went again defensively about saying I don't think this I don't think that and I'm not saying that I think I would have that comment I could speak to 10 gamers and I think it's a very hard hold on, thing hold on. to I speak to I think I, well the study, they don't have a study on it but I will be fair because I will bring up a study about the positives um I think I could have that conversation with nine and a half gamers and I think they'll all defend gaming to the hilt saying no it doesn't do this and come up with things. to me though the the mental health thing is almost a bit like the video games cause violence thing it's a but bit is... of which is why you get people to this to me the mental health thing is in general there's a lot to unpack there's to, a lot of variables that you know you have to take someone's home life home situ- life situation into account their sort of work situation their sort of social situation you know there's many variables that play into that and However, so um to sort of say like someone could be playing call of duty and be on top of the world in all the other ways and it not have the same impact as someone plays call of duty and has a, a totally different experience surrounding that's where it uh, not to Use Call of Duty as well. No, it's just because obviously it's one of the biggest games that Fortnite. True, I, I've met my but, only, my only delineation between uh, mental health and violence is that violence you'd actually have to do a physical act against somebody, and then trace it back. No, but you have those oh, people, I agree, and, and again, I don't agree with this. I would, but like, we'll go. Well, the last thing he was playing before he went out and shot everyone was. Um, uh, daughter or something. So therefore, it's, it's never to... been proven medically that violence leads video games. So I don't buy it. However, there are studies that prove depression, anxiety can come comes from video games. I don't know if it causes it. I, mm-hmm. I think it might make it could potentially make the situation worse, or it could cause you into depending on the game or your situation. It could um, sort of enhance sort of the situation or certain feelings um but i don't think 
by itself in isolation but nothing ever works by itself in isolation because the world doesn't work that way but you you couldn't that's the reason I think you have so many people defending it because again it's like saying like um this one thing causes depression but it's like don't get me wrong it probably could like an abusive parent or something like that can cause depression yeah chances are it probably does but I'm just sort of saying that actually that's probably a terrible example but um I was just saying that you've probably got many variables that make up um like people are quite complicated so you can't just sort of say like did Fortnite or Minecraft or, or whatever it was caused this and that I would sort of say you've probably got certain people with certain personality types that might be susceptible to certain gaming mechanics that might then sort of play on those attributes of someone that will cause them things in the same way other gaming mechanics um, sort of cause the more positive ones. Like I said, some people might really like the Animal Crossing or Stardew Valley sort of, a lot of people might sort of say they're the sort of chilled and laid back nature of those games is actually like for example like this year people sort of you know the reason why Animal Crossing sort of gets so much praise is because it was a sort of good game to happen during this sort of pandemic it was sort of a a way to sort of take them to another sort of place almost type of thing within that game world I'm going to call it Peaceful English. Okay, I'm going to call you a tiger because I feel like you're going rambling. Um, is it on the bit? I ain't rambling. I'm just, I'm just okay. truth telling. So to kind of just wrap this whole point up, uh, again, there's something that I think we'll discuss. Obviously, I mean, the problem is, I do think that I will end the point. Um, I do think there is mountain evidence that video game is causing is affecting mental health and not in a great way. I do think it is. You know, something like fast food, if you have... It's a mixed um, bag. Yeah. That's what you need to say. It's not a mix. It's full one side. It is a mixed bag. one side. And the reason why... The only reason why I bring it to people's attention, I play video games. I'm not here to stop people playing video games. But to deny its existence, I think, would be a slight... For instance, a smoker denying what they're doing is going to... Could lead to cancer. I think it's... It would be very naive of us and i think it is i don't know if i quite agree and I think with that. It, okay <laughs> but i think it's something that honestly i think it needs to have more people coming forward and talking about this and having a discussion about mental health because if we don't talk about it and if we have too many people in the gaming defending it and we have too many people outside the game attacking it we'll get nowhere and i think the middle grounds the thing is i don't though- know that's all we've got time for on this show. Next week, uh, again, we'll be looking at top five games. We've got my list is already and sent over. We've got asked a few of our friends and colleagues and co-workers what their top five games are. So we'll be deep diving, uh, sorry, diving deep into those and uh, giving you a full review about that. But thank you for joining us, making, you a part, making us part of your week. We'll be hopefully doing another show. And hopefully next week I'll have a uh, email that address that you can email us, um, and then we can obviously take some questions. Or if there's any topics that you would like to discuss, 
as much as I love to bring out a topic, I didn't think we was going to get this deep about uh, mental health, but there we go. You've got to dig into it. And it, trust me, yes. if I'd known it was going to go this one, I would have liked to extend more time. But maybe we can have some more people on the show in the future and we can actually get into it rather than us um, just giving our thoughts. But thank you very much for listening and we'll hope to see you next week. It's... Uh... <laughs>